think he's talking to you. And here we go, guys. We are live here on Phoenix 92.5 FM on Twitch, Periscope, and YouTube. Not on Mixer, because Mixer's cancelled. Council culture has hit mix nodding. Uh, mixer is just uh, mixer. What does mixer do? <laughs> mixer did everything. No, what, what happened to mixer was it annoyed Microsoft and got bought by Facebook. So oh. we haven't set that up yet. But mixer is no more. We had a mixer account for two weeks, and then it went away. <laughs> so that's why we're not on Mixer guys so if you are uh, listening to us on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch thank you very much or of course here on Phoenix 92.5 FM and there's no media.com it's only three of us guys, the three Avengers are back yeah it hasn't been like yeah this. hello um, <laughs> show 70 as well so we're nearly oh. nearly at 100, it's crazy oh, 70 wow. episodes young exactly, who would have thought that who would have thought that we uh you know, this this crazy road would, would have gone on this long. But sure. Yeah, I mean, you start with wrestling and then just, like, talk about things that aren't wrestling, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah, well, everything's... <laughs> that's, still, the, that's our secret to success. Everything yeah. still comes back to wrestling because everything is indeed wrestling. Yeah. So that's, that's... And if it doesn't get to go to wrestling, it's because we went to Star Wars. Exactly. So. And, and that's where we're going to start the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> because we have some Star Wars news for the first time. I suppose it is a classic episode because it is a three of us. So, of course, we're going to talk about Star Wars, aren't exactly. we? Exactly. We are. Of course. We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I... because to, like, this week, I wasn't expecting to have, like, the best news ever. And it's that we're going to have a cockpit-based Star Wars game. Star Woo! Wars Squadrons. So... Oh, Rogue Squadron was my jam back when I was a kid. I am both incredibly excited and terrified of this. No, this is more like if you play Tie Fighter or X Wing. Oh, yeah. okay. It's simulation based, so you're actually flying a Tie Fighter and an X Wing, not like a battle mm. simulation as such. Did you see the survey that came out for this game? No. There was a survey done to see how, like, to poll how many, like, who would play on, who play for the Rebel Alliance. And who will play for? Who wants to play for the Empire? Is it all the Empire? <laughs> I mean, landslide for the Empire. I think it was like that's because the Empire know, three were to right. one. That's because the Empire <laughs> were right. It's like you know we, we saw what happened. It collapsed. It's like the Empire bought peace and justice to the galaxy. The Empire did nothing wrong. No, like nothing wrong. You know, it murdered all the Jedi. Hold on, the Jedi were going there anyway because they were corrupt. That, yeah, and they were religious fanatics. Exactly. You couldn't have them be in power. Just no. it's just a bad idea. A bad As idea. opposed to the religious fanatic who's in charge of the empire. Nobody knew that. <laughs> you can't prove that. That's just that. Yeah, you can't prove that. that. That's just you know that's just the propaganda you've consumed from um, the rebels. Of course but you'd even, say that. Oh no, even, even still, even still, even taking that out, right? So just say that was true. Hold on, we're getting some feedback there. Even taking that out there, right? And everything was all well and good. We saw what happened to the to the New Republic. In canon, remember, in this horrible Disney canon, mm. it failed. And it ended up with something far worse. So yeah. it was just like, they didn't get rid of slavery. Still there. They didn't get rid of weapons profiteering no, either. It just doubled. The only thing they got mm. rid of was a government that worked and it's something that kept people safe. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, of course you're going to fight for the Empire. Like, the Empire brought law to Tatooine. Exactly. You cannot argue they, they against this. Like, check. Yeah. So it's like, seriously. Did, did no, 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 he didn't. He, he, has, he has a pet rancor and a big Sarlacc thing yeah, that he regularly right. feeds his guests to under the Empire's rule. Well, I said kept but, him in check. But, I didn't say they totally nerfed him. <laughs> but also, it's worth noting, Kian, In we know this from episode one, Jabba the Hutt lived in Mos Espa. He doesn't live there anymore, does he? Fair point. So, Fair point. You know, it's... Fair I, point. I'm sorry, but you know, Empire, as far as I'm concerned, did nothing wrong. No. You know. Uh, well, okay, I, I I take your points on board, but as someone who unlocked the Tie Interceptor in Rogue Squadron, no matter how much you want to uh, play in that Tie Fighter, um, you're gonna have to put up with the noise. I love the Tie Fighter constantly. I love the Tie Fighter. Really? The only thing that how much? Oh, a lot. The only yeah. bad thing. All the time. Yeah. The only the only bad thing about the only bad thing about the Tie Fighters is the actual their design like with they're not designed to take a pounding, so if you get clipped that's kind of it. But that's what all the secret Tie Fighters are for. 
Yeah. Um, it just is what it is. Like, yeah, I'm, what about the... Is it TIE Interceptor? What? Which one is Thrawn's one? The TIE Defender? I think he has an Interceptor, because he's a he's an officer. So he has a special mm. Interceptor. Same with the Imperial Guard. Yeah. I'll go with Thrawn's TIE Interceptor. It can rotate and change direction on the spot. Like, it's midsection pivots when the wings change with it. Like, it's... Well, he, Brilliant, Here's like. Here's one for you, though, right? And I was kind of looking into this. The reason why the Thai technology is so flimsy as such is because the people who made it realize that if they build it to break, they're gonna make more money. So yeah. it's a it's a it's a profiteering idea. Like the biggest problem in Star Wars isn't religious fanatics; it's profiteering, and no one ever got rid of that. So this is like, all right. The, but as well as that, the engineer who uh, made it has been in business for decades. Like he, the same guy who built the Tie Fighters also built Darth Maul's ship that he traveled to Tatooine in. Yeah. Oh, the, what's that called? The inf- Sith Infiltrator? infiltrator. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Built, both of them were built by the same guy. Like designed by so, the same guy. So like the you know if I is... follow your logic then, Bryn, does that mean that like there's a Bank of Westeros style organization in the Star Wars universe that yeah. no one has dealt with yet? But this is this is, is something this is this this yeah. is touched upon in episode eight and it's also touched on a little bit in in uh, solo. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, and in the Clone Wars there was that bank that worked for both the clones and the droids. I forgot yes. about that. Yeah, exactly. So this like, is it, entirely it, canon. You know, the thing about it is like a lot of the the again the propaganda we get is heavily skewed upon the the rebel side where it's like oh yeah. they're fighting this oppressive system it's like not really yeah they just introduced their own oppressive system which is you know <laughs> yeah that's not any better like to be honest with you the most free society in star wars was probably the old republic but anything after that not really they just introduced yeah. um failing democracy so. Well, again, like if you know, if uh, if the empire is so bad, then how come it was a good thing that they stopped the trade federation from having a blockade on Naboo? You know, it's just it just is what it is. You know, that was something that had to happen. No one can disagree with that. No. no. Yeah, but that's a bigger question of like authoritarian rule versus the freedom to let some people be jerks. You just spend too much time listening to those rebel scum. That's all that's <laughs> happened here. Hey, listen. <laughs> The rebels had to be dealt with, and that's just the way it was. So. I'll send you some uh, some literature after we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there's no media. We are firmly in the in the camp of the empire. It's just the way that it is. Yeah. Um, they did nothing wrong. I may be missing from next week's podcast due to a lightning explosion. <laughs> uh, I didn't say we're Sith. It's just yeah. Imperials. No one forced you to get struck by lightning. <laughs> um, no, okay, but well, some other good news from that. So obviously, I'm really excited for that because I can't wait. Like, I love fly, uh, flying Tie Fighters, and even flying X Wing is quite fun. And it's it's great. So that's coming out in October. The pre order bonus looks pretty good. Um, we'll have to see, you know, if it actually plays. Apparently, there's no there's no paid DLC. It's all you know. Your sixty bucks is your sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. So you know, we have to see if that's BS or not because it is made by EA. So. It's, yeah, is this the third apology for Battlefront, the newer so. ones? I know they fixed up Battlefront 2, but, like, what's the angle here, like? Yeah, that's what, that's my first worry as well. Like, this, now this explains why, they, why they're why they kind of killing off Battlefront 2. Mm. Uh, because, mm. obviously, this is the next big game, right? So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But we'll have to see. Another bit of Star Wars news that happened this week was Doomcock came out and said that, uh, yeah, they might be wiping the Star Wars... Movies from canon. The seven, the the last trilogy. The seven, eight, and nine. Seven, eight, and nine. So uh, according to this video and some of the le- some of the leaks, there is like a civil war going on at the moment in Disney, or in Lucasfilm, <laughs> where there's a faction that really want to get rid of it and a faction that don't want to get rid of it, and how they're going to do it is something we've joked about on the show. <laughs> So, oh my god, have you emailed them? I, I think please tell me it's the Dallas scene. Please tell me it's the Dallas I scene. Wish, I just need I the, that Dallas scene, it's damn some, it. It's something kind of better than that. It's the the veil of divorce. Have you guys seen this in Rebels? Yes. Oh yeah, they go into the sort of nowhere zone where time doesn't exist, that kind of thing. Yeah, so basically it's multiverse kind of thing. Where yeah. they're right. gonna, where they're gonna use that to kind of retroactively undo everything that they did. That's funny because I was expecting Star Wars Nine to be an Avengers Endgame clone. I guess it was just like one step out from it. 
Yeah, well, now they kind of have to because they have nowhere to go and the series is basically dead unless they do this. So mm. it's kind of like, you know, Kathy Kennedy's, um, you know, well, don't, we don't want to be one of those shows that go off onto it, but this definitely does seem something that... Oh, we don't? No, we don't. We're 70 episodes in, man. I don't think we're going back. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, like, uh, the, this, the leaks from, from Doomcock is usually right. Mm. Like, they're usually pretty on the money. And I would believe this. So, based on what they're planning, it wouldn't surprise me. The only thing I have to say is, how are they going to do this? Like, would this be a movie? Would this be a mini series? Would this just be an issue of, like, a papal bull from Lucasfilm going, this is canon now. Like, how do you guys think they'd even do that? Ray just I... opens up your mouth on screen and just goes, I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go now. My parents need me. Well, I suppose they could do on Disney+. Plus. You know, they could release a, a, a series, like a 90-minute series yeah. or something, where they're like, hey, this is... That'd be cool. But I don't know. Like, if, I, if I had to guess, I'd say they'd retroactively remove them in a way that people on Disney Plus could see it and people who went to the cinemas didn't know about it and didn't care. I can't I can't see them putting that bad voodoo, whatever, up on the cinema, put it that way, like. Yeah, like I, I think what what whatever way they're going to do it, they're going to open it up in such a way that it makes sense, but not something that goes, Hey, all these stuff it isn't canon. Mm. It never happened. I don't think it would happen on, in in a movie form, but definitely in Disney Plus, they're like, "Hey, we can open this up again." Or here, even still, if they did an Avenger Endgame rewrite, you know, we've already seen that work, and it was like the biggest movie of all time. So, mm. you know, it, it's the one the one thing possible. the one thing I definitely think they should not do it in is another Fortnite special. Oh yeah, don't. Um, oh no, I think that's brilliant. Do it there. Yeah, I think it worked so yeah. well the first time. <laughs> Yeah, because every everyone knows that everyone loves that. Yeah, that mm. worked out so well having key plot points for a film not be in the film. Like I tried to play Fortnite before, and I only got past the load. I only got to the load you screen. Could, you couldn't get to the lobby. No, and... I got to the lobby, and I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. Help me. My kid, yeah, my kids and down. Tala are still yeah. wondering what's going wrong. They've yeah. been trying so hard to explain to you how to get through the menu. I was like, did he push the button? Mm. If yeah. you ever, if you ever, like, you're basically like a, a stage removed from getting that content ID in South Park, where it's like, how, how do you tame a horse in Minecraft? It's like, how do you, how do you log into into Fortnite? You, I have no idea. It's not me. It's the kids who are wrong. It's the kids who are out of touch. Of course, Dan, of course. that's what it is. It always is the children who are wrong, not me. Yes, Mr. O'Connor, everything stinks. <laughs> everything stinks. But yeah, so... Can I just ask, though, I, I, I know you guys don't necessarily have been watching this um, Mandalorian making of thing they've been releasing for the past few weeks. I have not. Uh, neither have I. I um, have been busy catching up on Rebels, so... Ooh, that's a much better show. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> Well, I mean, then the making of the Mandalorian, like, but uh, no, I, I really wish you guys had because I've I have incredibly complicated feelings towards it. On the one hand, it's nice to see them making it with practical effects and stuff, but there's these long ten minute, like, round the table conversations with the directors, where they all kind of speak wistfully about how lucky they are to be here and like you know what a nice atmosphere it was on set and like. It kind of, I think Red Letter Media said it, it kind of feels like a political ad. <laughs> There's something deeply unsettling about the way it's presented. It feels like an ad for a show I've already seen. So and... it doesn't come across like, um, it doesn't come across like uh, the 18 hour making of documentary that uh, Peter Jackson made for Lord of the Rings? No, no, it's not like that. Like, I mean, Obviously, like in like the Hobbit documentaries, like they're just honest about how tough it was. Mm. It's no, mm. it's uh, the the comparison is like if you ever seen the New Hope, uh, not a New Hope, a Phantom Menace making of where George Lucas looks really sad. Oh yeah, and he's like, you know, if I say cut and they don't stop, could you just say cut, please? Like that kind of thing. It's like the other extreme. It's like, I mean, it is what it is. It's like an ad with. John Favreau and Dave Filoni and all that kind of stuff, and there's a few good anecdotes in there and stuff, but like there's a lot it doesn't of make like a miniseries is what you're saying. Yeah, it's not even that it doesn't make a miniseries. It's just there's a slight artificiality 
in a documentary series. And at Disney that point, Plus. what? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah well, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, like it's, it, it, it's, it's yeah. Con- like everything on Disney Plus, content-wise, that is that is new is going through that Disney filter. So they're hardly mm. going to come on and go, "Oh, this guy was a doucher." Here's why. Mm. No, but like, but like to compare, like on the Doctor Who DVDs, like they just let David Tennant have a camera and he filled up, filmed all the stuff that went well and didn't. You can still have a tiny bit of realism. It yeah, just but not 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 through the Disney lens. Remember. No, the, well, then the, why Disney... even make a documentary? Why make content? Why take a format that exists specifically to explore truth and Kian, not have it like what my Kian, head is exploding? But, but Kian, you have to remember this is Disney. Yeah. They need to be seen to be do to being a good place to work. Exactly. They need to be seen. That's to... that's it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you know bad stuff happened on the Mandalorian that we don't know about. Like, I mean, yeah. it's John Favreau and Dave Filoni and like, you know, like Bryce Dallas Howard and all the others, they seem really cool and all that. Like, I'm sure it was grand. I just don't know why they need to go the extra mile to make it look like the best filmmaking experience since, I don't know, say Lord of the Rings, I guess. Yeah, but again, like even with like Lord of the Rings, like they, like, I mean, Lord of the Rings has almost no time to talk about like to talk about the negatives of of uh, working on it, even though they were basically mm. in crunch for eighteen months. That's but, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they had, but they the actors survived on a diet of eggs for eighteen months. Yeah, like <laughs> at one point, like I mean, they they basically like had a, like that was basically a production where everyone's very positive about it because mm. they just saw it as a really fun experience because like. Yeah you know most of the actors in that basically went oh it was great we went camping in amazing scenery mm. and, <laughs> you know and then you also had like uh you had like set designers going oh it was great i built a castle oh it was great i you know it was great i made incredible clothes it was great i do you know how many swords i made like you know <laughs> and that's kind of like but that's like how they talked about it they don't really um, they didn't have time to talk about negatives in it, but you never got the impression from from it that like it that uh, it wasn't like a stress free environment either, unless it was the one production guy who basically talked in monotone and would go, <laughs> "This was an incredibly challenging scene yeah, to yeah, make, yeah. and we got through it." And like, anytime he comes up, it's just like, "Okay, can can you?" Get someone who speaks normally, please. To... <laughs> That's the thing about making of stuff, or even director's commentary. It's either going to be very good or very bland. Yeah, and I love commentary, and so do I, I get... but it, 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 it's not an it's not an exact science. No, and it really does they... depend on the people. But all you're saying about with with David Tennant, like David Tennant mm. is David Tennant. Mm. You know, John Favreau doesn't really strike me as someone who is going to, you know. Talk no, and I, I don't mean to imply that I want it to be guerrilla style, your man who plays the Mandalorian running around with his iPhone, like literally <laughs> filming the walls. All I'm saying is like, what uh, content, I get it. But what is the value of putting so much sheen onto a making of to the point that you're not even watching a making of anymore? Because it's, it's a, it's a because it's Disney. It's a Disney it's... product. Get excited for my yeah. next product. Yeah, it's Inter- Disney. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it, 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 it's shocking the Mandalorian exists. Mm. You know, period. Yeah, that, that, I, I mean, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but we're not going to get another Mandalorian. That was like a lightning in a bottle situation, I suspect. I don't know. The second season looks pretty good. They have, like, the casting's pretty decent, but, you know, that's what I'm saying to you. If this Civil War in, in Disney doesn't work itself out, you know, like, they know that they're in, that they're on, that they're on a losing. Mm. losing the trajectory so you know it has to be the only thing supporting disney right now is the mandalorian (laughs) but that's just it but the reason the mandalorian was able to exist yeah i get you but like the reason the mandalorian exists is because no one was particularly looking for it once people once they start trying to replicate the mandalorian model Mm. then like you know it's kind of just it's gonna be like it's gonna be like when Tommy Wiseau tried to make movies after the room. Yeah, yeah, go, that's a really good analogy. Yeah, where you go like, oh, th- this isn't special anymore. Yeah, mm. you know. But like, I don't know if they just stick to telling stories, they'll be fine. Instead yes. of just trying to please everybody, because that <laughs> if you try to please everybody, you're just going to alienate yeah. people, and that's yeah. kind of like the main problem with Disney Star Wars. 
this is the this is the media company that sanitized the Grimm's fairy tales, and you want them <laughs> to not do that for other stories. <laughs> it's a fair point. Like here's the thing, you know, with um your man who made Jurassic World, if mm. he had just made his Star his Star Wars episode nine, it would have been awesome. But it was way Oh no, bad. I think it would have been bad, but it would have been a more interesting bad. Oh well, I don't know. It looked. Pretty, I would have enjoyed it a lot more than what we got, which was just. Oh, me too. I, I think um, if they just bit the bullet and gone with Trevorrow's one and went, these are three Star Wars movies. We didn't have a plan for them. Their own. They're each their own mad thing that some director decided to take with it. You'd be like, fine. But you know that's what, right? honest. On it's that flawed. Point, but on but that I point, like it. But they, yeah. But on that point, that actually sets up the kind of cleansing completely well because it's like these are just elseworld stories this is yeah. a different timeline so it's like i would be prepared to accept that and be like yeah you know what that's okay because it's not real hmm. i don't yeah. know if it's real anyway but you know what i mean in the, in the, <laughs> it's not canon it's not canon right it's like yeah. okay it's fine and then just kind of slowly recanonize some of the stuff and that way you know, if you recanonize a lot of what's already there, you can just be like pick and choose and make these movies. Yeah, up. like Thrawn is back and all that kind of stuff. They're yeah, they're Thrawn creeping stuff really back, back in, though. like he is. He's out there. In, oh no, I won't, I won't spoil it. But he's in the universe, like yeah, he is in the universe, but he's in the wrong timeline. He's in the yeah. you know, it's a bit too early, like so. I appreciate what they did, and I think the voice actor for Thrawn for Thrawn and Rebels is perfect. Mm. Rebels like oh Lars oh Lars Mickelson have you ever yeah. seen him act in person like no oh he's uh he's in the season Sherlock he's in um one of those Lenny Abramson films who was he in Sherlock uh, he was do you remember series three the guy with the glasses who owned all the media companies oh yeah oh that's cool. the, they compared him to a shark yeah. yeah he he's in that I and uh yeah he's not like an English native speaker, so he's like had to learn it to play all these roles, as far as I know. But yeah. like, he's oh. his big breakthrough thing was in the original Killing in the first series, and he's brilliant in that too. Like, yeah, he's his voice is phenomenal for Thrawn. Like, it's exactly how I imagined the voice would sound. Mm. So, yeah, top notch. Yeah. Oh, The Witcher. He's in The Witcher as well on Netflix. Mm. Speaking of The Witcher. Um, there's a good announcement made today. Well, a bad announcement made, but a good announcement if you like some free yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077 has been delayed to November, which sucks. Yeah. But if you pre-order it on GOG, you can get a bunch of Witcher stuff for free. Oh, sweet. So that's how, how many times has Cyberpunk... Because I was actually, just for nostalgia, I went back to the first episode I was on, and it was the announcement of Cyberpunk. So... <laughs> I don't know how many episodes I've done, but my entire media career has been the lifespan of waiting for Cyberpunk. It should be yeah. out now. It should have been out in April. It should, yeah, it should have been out in April. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, it should have been out. It should have been out mid-April, mm. and then it got pushed back to mid-September. Yeah, and now it's pushed back to November. November. Yeah, because like they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake at the same expo. <laughs> they like, did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know um, that one was a long, long time coming, but still, like, yeah. To be fair, I'm okay with um, like. I think the best time to do it would have been in April because, you know, mm. the whole lockdown thing and people would have, like, really liked that. But since they missed that window, they might as well just kind of finish it because if they don't finish it, it's going to be an unfinished game and what's the point? That's mm. true. And I'd much rather they took their time, made a good game and didn't put their staff under pressure if, you know, it's worth yeah. waiting for something good. Like, like yeah. I, I'm getting to a point now where the idea of putting someone through crunch so I can mm. be entertained is just not something I can morally accept. Yeah. So, and like, more often than not, games that have been put through crunch aren't entertaining. Because no, you, 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 say, you say that, but like you've definitely played games that went through crunch. Like, mm. I mean, like people, like I have never met anyone who didn't like Grim Fandango, but that game absolutely had crunch. Mm. You know, yeah. Well, like, look, the, the thing about crunch is crunch is just part of the industry, but I think it's part of entertainment in general. Is. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just the kind of so you can't, you know, you can't really give out about it too much but what i would say is the needless use use of it for as just everything is just unneeded yep. and with a project like this where they're a small studio 
well, not really, but you know what I mean, like a small studio mm. where they can where they can kind of take the time. And look, we're going to wait for it. So I'm happy enough waiting for a finished game, a game where they you know, don't have to work seven days yeah. a week and all that kind of stuff. So I welcome it. Yeah. More to, more power to it. I hope it get, it's really successful so that they can promote that behavior going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know? compared to what, uh, I don't know. I know you're a big Jim Sterling fan. Keen, yeah. And uh, Bryn as well. Like, but with the stuff that happened with The Last of Us too. Yep. All that, all that horrible. Crap. I actually should we talk about this on the air? I don't actually know I what happened behind it. the scenes. I haven't um, played it, so yeah. and I am not, I'm not going to play it. Um, yeah. So that's my bias straightforward. I have no desire. Like I've read, I've read the leaks. I've seen the leaks, and it's game just doesn't appeal to me. Um, it seems like yeah. a game made in spite. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, like so, I'll get around to playing it at some point. It's just. I have no, I have no ambition to play a game set in a world where an infectious disease has destroyed the planet. That's also true. Right now, We're I have already, no. We are already living that. That's like, I, no you know, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you did the like little segment with Keith Byrne uh, for the YouTube channel today, Dara. He on that episode, he talked about that he's really enjoying playing zombie games because it's slightly more stressful than his actual life. And then his actual life becomes more relaxing. So maybe there's that cathartic release, like you watch a sad film and you need to cry, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, look, you know, the thing about The Last of Us, like, it was a great game. It's one of those top tier games that everyone should play. This game, apparently, it's not, it's not like Spec Ops, where we talked about last week, where it's, it takes you on that journey. This tries to do that, apparently, but the characters who you love and then just backfires. So it's yeah. like, yeah, no. Like I've heard that. But, uh, I've heard it. Comp- I've heard it being compared to Schindler's List, and I'm like, you know what? One, that's probably not not apt. And two, yeah. I don't want to play Schindler's List the game. That doesn't sound like a fun time. I, so, I, no, I, thanks. I have heard it described as being a misery sim- simulator, mm. yeah, no, which thanks. is exactly what Schindler's List would be as a game. Yeah, and... it's like no man, don't need that. Well, Sorry. games can be sad without being like aggressively unpleasant like i finished playing beyond two souls recently and i really enjoyed that because of the intrigue because of like the cast because of like figuring it out so like and that's a very sad game like but that's a david cage game it's not like a mean game it just takes you on a journey yeah there's a difference between Mm. oh this has sad teams and you're going to hate like apparently there's a bit Mm. where you kill a dog and then i'm like in a graphic way i'm like you know what no i don't want to kill a dog (laughs) I love my dog. Yeah. So yeah, no. I, oh, I could just... you imagine if the game like somehow found out what breed your dog oh, was no. in the real world? Here's the truth of it. I remember reading Game of Thrones, uh, you know, one two thousand twelve before I saw the show. Still haven't really seen the full show yet. But when Ghost was there, I had a border collie puppy, and all I could think about was nothing better happened to that pup because I won't be able to handle it. So yeah, no thanks. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Like it's just. It's just one of those things where I think, like, I was saying, I've been saying this to a bunch of my friends that, like, the the concept of what The Last of Us Two is is exactly what I'm not looking for in a game right now. Mm. Yes, like, I if someone said, "Oh, do you want to play this like gritty, realistic game where you're going to experience someone going through some shit, or do you want to see a game, or do you want to play a game where it's completely off the wall and unrealistic?" I go, "I'm going to take the second option." Every time, yeah, you and know? that's it. Like at like, the moment, I'm pl- that's why Cyberpunk would have been great now because it is that, yeah. And that's why I'm really yeah. into Deus Ex again. Like I'm, I've put like nearly forty mm. hours into that game, um, and I replayed it again. It's because it is that that exact thing, Bryn, where you're like, you know, it's completely unrealistic. It's based in the future, mm. and you, f- you know, you feel in control of all these different cool aug- augment uh, augmentations of like that. Mm. It's not. It's not set in the real world during yeah. society that's, breakdown. You know, it's not fun. Yeah, I started playing Fallout New Vegas again, and that's the same, same kind of thing for same me. Because yeah. you know, I like I you know whatever whatever's going on in my life. As soon as I put on that uh, that radio station with the uh, uh, with the Night King uh, broadcasting, why you should join them, I just get in yeah. a good mood. Like, <laughs> I think that's what we need. I you know, a game like that is not something that. Is needed now, and even if it was similar to the first one, 
we don't need that because we can go outside yeah. and walk around and it feels like you're living in a post-apocalyptic world so yeah. no thanks like, like i remember go, go back and make crash bandicoot <laughs> I, I remember a couple of years ago i uh i was at a con that um oh what's your man's name who plays joel uh the voice actor uh troy baker he was talking about uh he was talking about what kind of uh what voices he loves doing for for people and what voices he won't do at all and like he's going like yeah doing the joker or doing um you know like one of the other litany of characters that he's done in his career he has no problem doing them like a claptrap and from uh, borderlands he has no problem doing them he said like he said cast iron though it's like if you ask me to do joel i'm not going to do it because the emotional state i have to get myself into where i can do joel is not something i want to casually visit mm. like yeah, that's fair. and you know what like th- there's something about that where i went you know i'll play what last of us once or twice more because i want to show it to my girlfriend mm. because i think there is something really really good quality to it in terms of the acting there but it's not it's not a game that i really like it's not like playing shadow of the colossus which i love yeah but so- you know, like it's it's not like a it's not a great gaming experience that I want to go back to all that much. Yeah. You know, so like, I, I, I look. Well, this is sense. sorry. You go first, Dar. Sorry. sorry uh, I'm just gonna say it. You know, it makes sense. Like I think there is the case of games as art, and that's fair. But in this case, it's like we also play games to be entertained and as some form of escapism. And gang, we're back after that short, unprecedented break uh, <laughs> because I accidentally hit the power button and yeah. nearly killed our stream. But uh, it, it wasn't like a Sopranos ending. It guys. wasn't. It's just it was. But uh, we. I'm dying to hear what point was interrupted. Uh, the point where Bryn was like, "The thing about it is," and then he just went <laughs> off. So, uh, so we don't know what we're talking about. But I can't it, wait for the clickbait articles to come out about oh. you know. But we the were... for and against that ending. Yeah, but it's, ba- we're... But it's the... basically the end of the Simpson of that uh, Simpsons episode with God going. The meaning of life is exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the thing of it is, we were going to take, we were going to swap topics after the break anyway. So, mm. in the half an hour we have left, let's talk about. Uh, and this is going to be a monumental task, which is not we're not going to get done, uh, because we're not because this is like nearly the best season. Of the Simpsons, if not, Ooh, if not the best. shots fired. If not the best. Um, I think season seven is the best one, though, to be fair, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start with season six of The Simpsons. Now, I think this is going to be a three-parter, but hopefully it won't be. <laughs> but it, I have a feeling you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think that might happen. Or even if we break it up into half an hour segments where we do it every week or whatever which is what we might do Until i'm just looking forward to like the 10 hour super cut of this that you do like in three months time oh man I, i'm just looking forward to season 12 we're gonna talk about season 12 in positive light mm. everybody hates that i don't understand why i'm like because you know. it's the first bad season it's not bad it's great <laughs> it, no it's great in context okay fair i'll give you that <laughs> but it does have some of my favorite moments so i'm like i can't yeah. be can't be i can't be mad at it you know yeah, but it, it's great in context. You know what comes yeah. after it. People would, when when there was only twelve seasons, it was definitely the worst. That's okay. That's a fair point. Well, season one, season one is weak. Yeah, but season season one has heart. Has heart. Yeah, but season twelve has a football in the ground. No, it doesn't. Though. I know. <laughs> I know. You just set it up. I was half expecting you to go. Oh, I see you played season season five, season twelve before. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it, guys. Let's start off with Bart of Darkness, which oh. is so good, and it has um, actually a friend of the show, Gary, always mm. would quote Saint Sip- the Saint Stephen's Day one. And, uh, I didn't know St. Stephen's Day was a real thing until I was like, oh my god, this is a real thing. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that's that's something I learned from this. Yeah. Also, has it restored your faith in The Simpsons after the guys and dolls thing? No, it has not. That still <laughs> yeah. Also, it has another good Gary quote where it's like, oh, it's a fine bar in English, but it, it is no pool. And it's like, that's another Don't, The bit after Do it. Do it. <laughs> it's so, yeah, so good. Shout man. out to Gary because they're, they're two of his biggies that he uses all the time. 
Um, I remember I remember years ago in college, I built a I helped build a set for uh, 12 Angry Men. And we were putting up all the flats for the walls and everything. And one guy just goes, it is a fine barn, but t- short is no pool English. <laughs> <laughs> did you go down? I did, yeah. Good. Oh, had to. And uh, I, I can't remember who pointed it out, but I, I love the whole bit where they go, can we have a pool, Dad? Can we have a pool, Dad? Can we have a pool, Dad? <laughs> yeah. And she, like, interrupts it. The quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, good. there's just so many little, little, it doesn't get to the sort of rear window. So over the two thirds mark, it's very much its own thing. Like, mm. well, I love what... the, when the rear view, rear window stuff comes into it, though. It's so great. Well, here's the thing: mm. I didn't get that either until I was, you know, what 16, 17 when in school mm. they made us watch a bunch of Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, cool, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't understand that that's supposed to be Jimmy Stewart either. Yeah, <laughs> they got there. Was the one where they the school goes on strike in this season too? Because if so, they're getting their money's worth out of whoever's doing their Jimmy Stewart voice. Yeah, yeah, I, don't I think know. yeah, same season. I think. I think it so. is. It's in Bill's house and Fred's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I don't know. Like it's the references are so obscure that it just kind of build in this whole plethora of. Uh, 20th century pop culture to a point where they're just pulling mm. on it and this is when they're really kind of those gears are really going for it you see a lot of it in itchy and scratchy land as well where they're pretty much yeah. taking, doing a whole full takedown of walt disney yeah oh yeah sure even in that one episode the itchy and scratchy thing is a reference to the first star trek episode with the pelosians with their brains that can just magic yeah. anything yes, yes yeah um bart darkenstall great way to start the season really good start probably one of the best <laughs> ones Probably the best uh, season opening. That is the Halloween episode. Mm, I, yeah. I, I put that in as an addendum because they used the Halloween episode mm. as the best one. Um, Lisa's Rival. Very yeah. good. Yeah. We're not oh, yeah. We've, we, we, as we discovered recently. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one because like a lot of the vehicles for Lisa can be a bit on the preachy side. But this one's a nice fun one. It's nice seeing her on the back foot for once. Like... Mm. I think it's good. I don't. It's very hard to root for her because you know Allison is so cool. Yeah, I I think it's more just like Lisa having like uh, having to deal with like um uh, with like, like her own insecurities and having to go like, but why don't I, like she's going like why don't I like this person? Yeah, it. and that like it's it's just an interesting it's just an interesting like it's one of the few times we get to see her actually like have conflict because she's usually a lot more assured mm. you, know? you know what i do like though i love ralph in this oh. like you're deceptive and it's just like, like where did you learn the word deceptive <laughs> yes. but like i, I think... beat the smart kids but you brought up a fair point there which is that it would have been so easy to make the allison character unlikable they kind of did that in a much later series with the red-headed bully yeah, that she kind of does the pheromone thing with. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 much more interesting to have the the rival, as you say, be a really cool character and like, kind of essentially making it even harder for Lisa to hate her. Like, yeah, because like she's basically better than Lisa in at everything. everything. At everything, Lisa considers valuable. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. Except for dioramas. Obviously. Yeah. Because obviously Ralph brings original Star Wars figures, so yeah, 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 no, yeah. like nothing beats that, no. though. You know, <laughs> they're all there. Yeah, Open even Chewy, Chewy, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, it's followed up by. No, hang on, hang on. You can't go. To, you can't talk about this episode and not talk about Millhouse being on the FBI's most wanted list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. I feel like it's probably the top meme. That's true. Consistently That's true. all year round. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Which is a fugitive <laughs> reference for anyone who has yeah. seen fugitive. Oh, I was always—I always assumed it was its own thing, but that kind of illustrates your point from earlier, Dar. No, yeah. it's, it's it's the Harrison Ford uh, fugitive <laughs> reference. Yeah, you know, where he gets arrested for killing his wife and goes on the run. Yeah, um, and it's like Tommy Lee Jones chasing down uh, Harrison Ford. And he's like, "I didn't kill my wife." I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's good. It's actually, Keen, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah it is. is a really good flick. Yeah. yeah. Um. The next one is followed by oh, it's very poor. 
Um, yeah. It's another clip. It's called another Simpsons clip show, and it's really yeah. Hard. This is I. Hey. I feel like I went out on a limb to defend hey. the clip show back in series four or whatever. Hmm. This one, nah, isn't really. It do, it doesn't kind of earn its stripes in the same way that the earlier one did, or the one hundred and thirty eighth spectacular, or even the singing one. Well, There's a distinct all, lack of effort. Yeah, like they're all doing something. This is just doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah and something is... I never noticed till I rewatched this. Even the slot of the scenes at the kitchen table, the animation quality jumps up and down. So mm. they're clearly just reusing footage from older things. Like this was, this was there was nothing here about filler. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the... it was poor because it's it's as I said, this is one of the best seasons, if not the mm-hmm. next one. And it's, it's just the... it's hampered, it's crippled by this. Yeah. It's the first episode as well on IMDb to uh, score um, below a six. Really? The first episode. Oh, in... okay. So just to give you an idea of what, what we're talking about this in terms of the rating for the show, it did it's the first time that it drops below a six. Now wow. that's gonna be that's gonna be a quality <laughs> marker. We're gonna get very yeah. used to if we go past season twelve. Um, so like if you, but, wrong, uh... if you want us wrong about season twelve. Before we go back down that rabbit hole, uh, yeah, it's. I remember back when you know you, there was only nine or ten se- se- series of The Simpsons out, Jesus, and like you just had the good ones on Sky One. Mm. I if you got like say the Mindy episode and then this, oh, yeah. it was a killer. Or yeah. any of them, like the Grandpa one or whatever. Oh, like yeah, you know, yeah, you were just, yeah. just you were just watching the same one again. You know, you, were, you weren't into it. You know, it was kind of just like, as I said. There was nothing fun or unique mm. about this. It was just kind of like it's really lazy and it's really poor. And also, yeah. it has like the mini one is great, but it's great as an episode. The grandpa mm. one is not well. The girls disagree, but not good. Um, so it's like <laughs> they think it's good and that's fine. But for me, I'm like, nah, man. Yeah. But like on the sliding scale of uh, clip shows, there are ones that will be worse. This one but worse the worst one. ones are are at least slightly more inventive. Yeah. Like, and I say slightly that I I think the time I really lost faith in The Simpsons for the first time was like that one that starts with Forrest Gump and then it's like a roast of Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah. Like, that oh, that, that was one. the first painful Simpsons episode I remember. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But, and yeah, it's, but it's still more inventive because these are just original jokes. They're not good jokes, but they're, but they're original. Good. Yeah. Well, look, but the next the next couple of episodes really make up for it, right? Okay. It's Scratchy Land. And this is a sore oh. subject because I should be in Disney World right now. <laughs> Thank you, Virus, for ruining the year and my trip that I spent. So, do you think that Disneyland is currently like Euroichi and Scratchy Land? No, it's not. It's it's grand, like, but we can't go there because we're still on a ban list. So, I was just like, all right, cool. This kind of sucks. But yeah, so I was watching this and I'm like, you know. There's no going to Mickey Mouse, to someone in a Mickey Mouse costume and saying, hey, Mouse said cheese for you. No. I finally, now that I was watching it on Disney Plus, I finally got the political prisoner joke. I kicked the <laughs> giant mouse in the butt. Do you want me to draw you a diagram? <laughs> it's so good. No, obviously this is the home for the Bort references. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. For... We need more Bort license plates in the gift shop. Come on, Bort. <laughs> Come along, Bort. Excuse me, you're talking to me. No, my son is also called Bort. Um, I, I love the little... I have to say, what I love about this is someone who's gone to Disney most of their life and has a big... Mm. Like, that's how we were raised, basically. But from going to it, it was like, you know, in... um, What's it? Main Street USA, they have a lot of these little tents for Walt Disney where you can go in and see the history of the movies. And the little takedown of how they spin history and stuff like that, where it's just like, you know, everybody loved them, except for that period in the in the 40, in the 30s, where he made movies. He makes the movie, Nazi Superman are superiors. Yeah, it's, I feel like this is a ball that um, Futurama ran more with in its second episode on the moon. Probably the same way. <laughs> Probably the same Probably. But, Probably that's, the same but that's exactly it. That this is kind of the warm up to that. That yeah. was that was a much more savage take of that mm. particular quality mm. of Disney rewriting history. I know off the air we're talking about Lindsay Ellis. She does a video on how particularly 
Disney does that. So yeah, they there's definitely I'm impressed that Disney Plus actually put this episode up there because it's very pointed. It is very mm. pointed, and it's um in context it's even more pointed. But as an episode by itself, it's just kind of hilarious. Mm. And uh, yeah, there, this is one that I'd hand to anybody and go, look, you have to watch this. It also has one of my favorite gags where it's like Bart's dead. That's right, dead tired. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. It's still so good. Uh, yeah, brilliant. It's so great. If you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. You'll have a great time, honestly. Now, uh, remember, guys, we're in the itchy, itchy lot. lot. That's, <laughs> another yeah, thing. Yeah. that's another thing that's so true. If you've been to Disneyland, where the, the parking lots are massive or and it's yeah. just huge. It's, uh, this reminds me a lot of um, National Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. With the oh, ones. yeah. Mm. Even the way that, that Homer is dressed like kind of harkens to that a bit. Yeah, I, think, I think they were really channeling that in this episode. I yeah. notice it a lot when there's that frame of Homer saying, nobody ruins my family vacation but me and maybe the boy. Like, there's a, that's definitely, like, framing from the first National Lampoon where he's, like, st- the park's closed and he's, like, standing in front of them angry, like, you know. Yeah. I love, I love like, that they basically took the prisoner and inspired it for their... For their uh... For everything they did on the back end, so like all the, the all the uniforms are all taken from that '60s show. Yeah. Oh, like... okay, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. The cars, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to carry the one. Yeah. Uh, We've also arrested so your great. older, bolder, fatter son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd be so embarrassed to be that mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gutted that Lisa isn't here because the they go to like. TGI scratchies and it's like happy yeah. new year every five minutes I really relate to that poor guy yeah. he's like please kill me it must be so fun to ring in the new year again and again and again <laughs> please kill me okay so the, good. the next one has one of my favourite like running gags in it so show <laughs> Bob Roberts right where it's the beginning I love Birch T. Barlow like he's like my favourite character in early simpsons so funny mm. i just mm. love that like the you know homer's little speech about not voting and everything. it's just <laughs> it's such a savage take of like the mindset of america in the 90s yeah. and still even to today as well it, it kind of can be carried over like it's just it's yeah it's this crazy. one i mean i i kind of said this about the mr burns one back in series two but this one has held up eerily well like you know uh, like not to get too political but no. like a sort of fox type news pundit like ends up promoting like this criminal well, into a political office well, like it's hard not well look what i will say on that is it's what's interesting about it is it cuts both ways right so what yeah. i like about it is yeah it's you know we know such bob's a republican because he mm. said that a fine mahuk to you all no yeah. he said it literally in the when he was running for um you know what prison is like for a lifelong Republican. Yeah, 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 yeah. You caught that early on, yeah, didn't so, you? So he set it yeah. up, and I was like, great. But what's cool about it is they're showing the influence that this can happen, but then at the same time, they're going through the litany of stuff that Joe Quimby has been convicted <laughs> or that he's yeah. done. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like, well, this is, this is great because it works on It's not the mayor's way. fault that the stadium collapsed. My favorite thing is uh is uh Sideshu Bob's attack ad where he's, <laughs> where he's like it's like Mayor Joe Quimby set up a revolving door prison system. He even let out Sideshow Bob, a man uh, convicted twice for attempted murder. Well Sideshow Bob for It's so it's so true though. Have we because I've missed the past two or three episodes. Have we passed the Stampy episode where he goes through both the Republican and Democratic? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, we have. Like, that's so perfect. Like, the we're evil followed by we can't govern. Yeah. It's like, what was it? It's like, it's we're, like, uh, we're evil. I can't remember what the second. We're uh, evil and we know it. Something like that. Something like that. It's like, we can't govern. We hate ourselves. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think that's, that could be just Ireland now. <laughs> it's just, it's just like literally that's what it is yeah. so what's great about this is what, and what I like about Simpsons at this point when they go on the attack they mm. attack both sides pretty much evenly yeah they don't they it's a it's a quality that we always give to South Park but yeah. oh because the yeah. Simpsons has had its kind of edges sheened off it over the years we don't really mm. associate with them anymore yeah. but what's cool I, about I, this is like that, that sorry Brent for coming across you but that's that's when 
satire works when it's like mm. we're we're actually putting a lens on the way things are rather than creating mm. a new lens for you to look through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that didn't help the Simpsons so much is that I don't think I don't think it's politics necessarily changed. I just think that the dial of American politics takes shifted so that they were more further over than where they were when they started. Yeah. Because it doesn't it doesn't really seem like they've really changed any of their stances. It's just that the attitude of America has changed. You know? That's fair, yeah. Um but yeah, like the um such a Bob Roberts is a bringing episode. I love that it brings up the the idea of uh, photo fraud. And I did, like, um, because that's like been that's been used as an excuse for why people get into office forever mm. as a conspiracy theory in America. Um, I love I love as well that they got pets to do it. It just like it's just beautiful. Um, they got what was that? Sorry, they 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 also had uh, vet. They also had pets part of the voter. Oh fraud. yeah, snowball too. Please not you. <laughs> Oh, now and I love personal, I love Bob. Smithers being I love Smithers being the snitch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's all just so. And actually, yeah, it's a great vehicle for like kind of Sideshow Bob as a character listening to the old people crone on and on yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Because like, I mean, obviously he's like a Krusty the Clown performer, but he is charismatic, and that's a quality mm. that like a lot of the episodes don't write towards. Like, absolutely. Like, I mean it. I mean, this is a guy who's definitely like uh, set up so that he can be uh, that he can be a master manipulator. Mm. But his biggest weakness is that he's also so easily manipulated. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, why, the... that's how his downfall comes through. I absolutely, I could totally see that working in the real world. That he's so insecure that he wants people to know his evil plan. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they go like, I was like, oh, well, you're obviously like too. Uh, you're too mu- like you're not a you're too much of a uh, you're not smart enough to have planned something like this. Ed, you're just a pawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ringo to his rest of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, actually, that's like, one of my favorite lines. What's one of my favorite lines in The Simpsons? Like when he's like, "Place the mayor under arrest." What? Oh yes, all that stuff I did. <laughs> I, I love, I love where he's like, "Look, here's all the documents," and he just has them on his. Person. In his hair, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't planning to actually reveal them. He just carries them around because he loves them so much. And he's like, "It is probably one. the safest place." Well, yeah. Brent, to be fair, if you are a master criminal, you're going to be very proud of it. Yeah, mm. and, but he's also like each one. Well, he says as much. He says that each one is a work of Machiavellian art. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. See, to be fair, I don't know. I I'd vote for Sideshow Bob. <laughs> well, you don't know, blame I, me. I, I, I voted for Kodos. You know, I I think I think Homer's right though. I'm not really a fan of his Bart killing policy, but I'm in favor of his Selma killing policy. Well, I could totally see like what Krusty says as well. He's like, "You frame me for armed robbery, but I really want that tax cut." That's still so American Republican. Like, to be fair, yeah. tax cut would be nice. Just saying, yeah. uh, upper class tax cut. Oh yeah, well. But, That's what he says. Oh fair, fair. <laughs> well, maybe not that. But what I was talking about, what 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 is funny is right a little bit later on in the, the the run of the series, right? You get to see what effect he has as a mayor when he lives in Italy. Mm. Mm. And it's like, oh, this is a cool little callback. So that's why I think, you know, everyone who hates Ladder Simpsons, don't. Give it a chance. <laughs> there is some good stuff there. It's just very hard to find. Yeah, it's a shame you have to go looking for it. Yeah, but um, definitely one of my favourite episodes, I must say. This is great. Treehouse of Horror 5. Yeah, guys, we're, we're, we're not getting through this in one sitting. We are no. not. Well we, did, well, we do this as the last one then. I'd um, say we should do this as the last this one. Is, this good. is yeah, the yeah, last yeah. one I want, to, I want to get through. I, I, I do want to touch on um, the background for Bryn's background. Yeah. So we'll do that one as the last one. Because that's super <laughs> cool. We'll kind of skip a little bit, and then we'll 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 make you pick another. Poor, it's week. but it's such yeah. a mole man thing to do to have him sit there suffering for an hour while we yammer on about Star Wars and then not get to it. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's so good. We have to talk about. Yeah. It. It's just it's just another part in the the pain that he experiences every day. Every day. Thirty one years old as well. Yeah, fair play to Lisa for opening her show with that quote. Yeah. I don't know if it's the most recent episode, but she definitely did it. Mole man in the morning. <laughs> Good mole man to you. Uh, all right, so next one is Treehouse of Horror Five. Now, listen, yeah. this one is a weird one because it has like the best parody in The Simpsons. 
the best. Is this the shining? This is the shining, yeah. It's the shining. So the shining poster. It's the shining. Depends. Like it's yeah. so good. I put it has, and yeah. No, you go first, right? I was saying it has like the best parody, but the weakest ending. I think. I yeah, because I a few a few episodes ago I said there was a Treehouse of Horror story that legitimately frightened me, and that is the school eating one. Oh, there's okay. something. There's something deeply. The, there isn't a lot of jokes, and it gets played very straight. Mm. Like they get they like with the blender and everything. Like mm. I don't know, it it, cre- it creeped me out uh, in a good way. Like it's like, mm. uh, so yeah, I don't know. I love this one to bits, if only for the running gag of Willie getting killed in every single one of them. This is indeed, mm. is a disturbing universe. <laughs> yeah, and a James uh, James Earl Jones cameo, which is always welcome. So good. Mm. But yeah, no beer, no TV. Make Homer something something. <laughs> the fact that they actually do like a full-on almost shot-for-shot remake of The Shining yeah, and then yeah. they, they avert the ending by having all the family sit in and get freeze, get frozen while well, the TV. Tony Awards are on <laughs> so good yeah. urge yeah. to kill rising rising yeah. <laughs> I I love and, the fact that Homer gets distracted and like a whole bunch of monsters have to drag him back to it. Yeah. Can't talk. I I also love that like it took them three attempts to get to the house. <laughs> yeah, but that's grandpa. a good point. Like the style is so good. Like it's got those stings down and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like day one, day two, like that I kind of thing. These people love Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, that's true. Actually, because uh, I introduced Stevie to Space Odyssey for the first time a day or two ago. Oh my god, how long? And uh, like, you can't... how many tries did you take to watch it? No, no, we we had to take a break in the middle to put Prim to bed. But apart oh. from that, we got through the whole thing. But you can't watch it without bloody running into Simpsons references. No, you can almost can't... make up the whole film from just yeah. the bits the Simpsons have completely parodied. Like, yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's, that's, it's great. It's really good. Actually, one, one of the later episodes Simpsons do a full take of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. And it's excellent. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So, mm. uh, it's actually really decent, to be yeah. fair. Oh, I, uh, okay. I, okay. I love the uh, the time travel uh, uh, part of the the Treehouse of Horror. The whole the whole descent into him just losing his mind and going. Yeah. I was like, I'm not supposed to hit anything. I'm gonna smash up everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's just. Bug. <laughs> Yeah, because me and Stevie finished watching a show called The Time Tunnel, which is legit mm. that played straight from the 60s. It's just right. that these two American guys try and get home and keep landing in the wrong place. Yeah. And they do go crazy after a while of the exhaustion of just keeping landing in trouble. Like, you would, after a while, just snap <laughs> yeah. after escaping a world run by Flanders. Like, it, Look, it's very good. It's very, very good. Yeah. It, it, like, I would say, you know, again... The, the Trees of Horror episodes are kind of cheating, but they're also not. Um, mm. But definitely, this is one of the top ones. Guys, we've done it. We've reached yeah. time. And we only got to... <laughs> we only got to see episode six, so... Yeah. In next, fairness, I, we got talking about Star Wars. We did. Yeah. And other stuff. I'm amazed we got through one episode. The world is opening up again, so we have stuff to talk about, which means Star Wars... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the fact so that... Well. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Mole Man's episode is after the watershed, as it were, and won't make it onto the radio. No. Yeah. No. There's something so meta about that. Yeah. Good Mole Man to you. <laughs> we'll save it. We'll wait until we have the rest of the team with us. Yeah. We don't know who's yeah. going to be on the show next week, but if it is a case of where we're going to do this as segments, we might do that as segments. If not, we'll do a full mm. show next week. Guys, let go. us know what you think in the comments below. Subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff. If you're listening on Phoenix 92.5 FM, thank you very much. Go over to nerdtonomedia.com. Check out all the shows. They're all really, really good. Support us via YouTube, Brave Browser, all that good stuff. Hey, look, uh, subscribing is free, and that's the best way to help us right mm. now. And it means the world to us. It does, and it means that, mm. you know, you get the content first and when we go live and all that good stuff as well. Yeah. But if not, try the Brave Browser because that's also good. And of course, we have our Kofi and PayPal links up as well. Uh, guys, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Yeah, the the Episode 1 Pod Racer game is now available on the Nintendo Switch Network and oh, get it. Nice. It's amazing. Even nice. Stevie's playing it and she hates video games. Oh, fair enough. Uh, mm. Yeah, the, the sequel's actually on the PS4 as well if you want to play that. It is, there's yeah. a sequel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a sequel. And it's on the PS4. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's very good. And Grown Up Anakin's in it as well, so you can play as Grown Up Annie. Yeah. Why would you want to, though? Because it's Wizard. 
<laughs> are we talking Attack of the Clones, Anakin, or yes, Avengers yes. of that? Those yes, are yeah. two very different they are, Anakins. They are, but it's Attack of the Clones. The actual game's quite good because um, okay. I, I picked it up um, on the PS4 like a couple of years ago, so it is super fun. Bryn, is there anything you want to plug? Um, not that I can think of. I am getting a hell of a lot more active on Twitter <laughs> after uh, after all of this, uh, the craziness in this world. So, is it St. Swiggins Day? <laughs> so if see, you want... it's not it's not just in your friend's house that gets quoted. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm a lot more active on Twitter. So if people want to reach out to me there, they can get to me at Casperin Cast. That's with two underscores between uh, my name of Bryn. So okay. catch me there. And guys, again, nerdsnomedia.com, Phoenix two point five FM. Go over, support the show, and we will catch you next week here on Nerds No Basis. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.